So through the blog, I have had a number of emails from people who ask me, what do I do when I know I love this guy? I haven't told my family yet. I haven't told my friends yet. I'm younger. He's older. And we're we're in this relationship, but I'm nervous about whether or not I'm going to want kids in the future and if he's going to be old when I have the kids. And they kind of go on and on about these fears associated with having kids. And one of the things you and I talked about very early on is the importance of knowing whether or not we wanted to have kids. Do you remember those conversations? I do. It was a big consideration. It was a huge consideration. It was like the consideration because my biggest point and takeaway was always we needed to be on the same page. And we found ourselves on the same page, luckily. But you hear all of these situations of people where one person will want kids, the other person won't want kids, and then they decide to get together. And it's a disaster because on the front end, they didn't decide if that was where they wanted to go in the future. Like their pictures didn't line up. Yeah, I think I think in your case, you know, uh, w- one of the conversations that we had had is I've, in building my companies, I've brought in various younger people out of school and uh, there were so many hard-charging, fully dedicated young um, contributors or or leadership that grew into leadership positions. And, and these these ladies would say, "I don't want to have kids. I don't want to have kids. I want my career. I want my career." And uh, and around 26, 27 years old, um, I'd see that maybe shift to, "Okay, I'm going to have kids, but I'm not giving up my career." And then by 30, 32 years old, a lot of them be like. Now I got three kids. I'm giving up my career because I really love being a mother, yeah. and 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 so I I I my experience is is that until you actually get to a point in time, uh, you don't know if you're actually going to want to have kids or not. And I think this was the conversation you and I were having. Well, I think this is why you don't believe me. Where I've said from the get go, I don't want kids. But I think there's this part of you that still kind of thinks. Okay, I'm 25 now. Maybe in a couple years or five years, I'll take her seriously. But right now, I don't actually think, I think you believe me, but there's still a part of you that, from other experiences, think that I'm really going to change my mind. Well, I think, I think that, so this is an interesting subject, right? Because I don't know that you're going to change your mind. I mean, you, you do have, uh, you know, I get to see you in real life around kids when we're at restaurants or on the airplane. And, <laughs> you know, I don't know that you have that necessarily I don't have that. motherly I just, instinct. Uh, no, you have the I, instinct. I say you know, that all the, the time. It's the fight or flight uh, theory. I'm flighting. I am flighting. You're out of there. there. <laughs> um, what I can say, though, is a couple things. I mean, in my case, I have three beautiful daughters. Right. I have two grandchild, uh, grandsons. Children? Yeah, Childhood. sorry. Childhood. I have three beautiful daughters and two grandsons, mm-hmm. and I have a With third, a third, on the way. A third granddaughter uh, coming. Mm-hmm. So it's somewhat self-serving because I've I, I have gone through the process of having kids, and and they range from thirteen to twenty-six. So you know I've had them for a long time, right? Um, and I absolutely adore them. I think I think in my case, the bigger issue here is in my mind where I settled in is. You know, people don't know what they don't know until they do know it, right? It's like it's like you can say whatever you want, but until something actually inspires you for change, it's easy to say you don't want to do something. And I think most people where you and I got was I had to get to a place where I'm actually okay. If you if you came to me um, at 28, 29, 30, 31 and said, I really, you know, I've changed my mind. I really want to have a kid. The question I had to ask myself today is, 
um, or two years ago is, do I love you enough that if that's what you wanted, would I want that for you, right? Or do you mean for me, like with me or without me? Well, w- like to I, well, allow me per- to go have a different relationship and have kids? Is that what you're saying? Or would you, well, do you love pre- me? Yeah, I love you. I, I love you enough. I'd prefer you stay with me. Right. But well, uh, so. so. <laughs> I just wanted to clarify. So the, the point in my case, I can't have Right. Kids. So let's clarify. Brandon has had a vasectomy. Yeah. So like hold uh, the phone. Seven years ago. Seven years so. ago. It would be very challenging for him to get this reversed at this point. Yeah. In time. And her mom's my doctor and has made that pretty clear. Um, yes. So, so the, you could have got it reversed like a year ago, but I think we've we kind of missed that mark for the reversal to really work. Yeah. So, and I know several guys have gotten it reversed and it didn't work. So, mm. you know, I think I think at the but end, sometimes of the, it does work. For like for all the women out there who are dating people and they've had a vasectomy but they want to have kids, like that, their uh, vasectomy reversals are very commonplace and they do work. Like that, that that shouldn't be an issue if you're listening to this, that your guy has a vasectomy. Well, I think, and yeah, I think it's only an issue it. if you go to your doctors and you get guidance and advice that it's been too long or other things or, or the complexity. My my, I was pretty certain when I had my vasectomy and the doctor said, you know, for people that are certain, they go an extra step. So there's no accidents. And I think... If you know, it depends on the type of vasectomy that you got. Okay, all right. We don't need to get into like anatomy class here. Let's just say if they take a couple extra inches and tie off extra knots, it's going to be a little more complicated than if they just do a straight cut and tie. So snip, with, snip, snip, snippy, snippy. With that said, though, um, with that said, though, I think I think for me, I had to get to a place where if I love you, which I do, mm-hmm. and if I want to be with you, which I do, then I have to give you permission to evolve. And change your perspective. And then at those moments of time, that's when you worry about what conversations you're going to have at that point in time. Because to your point, sure, I'd rather be with you. And sure, I I love you and adore you and want to spend the rest of my life with you. But if I can't give you something in a way that you need it, then you have to make a decision at some future point in time what that actually looks like. What I see is people are trying to make that decision now. And it's put so much stress because you, no one, none of us know the future. I know people that have been trying to get pregnant for 20 years and they can't, right? I know people who accidentally get pregnant. Um, the point is, is that if you choose to have kids in the future, and at this point I can't have kids, there are other methodologies. Um, and you've been with me while well, I've joked around with some of my buddies, people that I really, I really uh, appreciate and like. I'm like, hey, go to the sperm bank and leave some extra contribution in case my, <laughs> in case my girl wants to get pregnant. Like, you know, there's different ways to to be able to have children in your life. And I think if you if if you love somebody, and at some point in time they say, I absolutely need this, then if you unconditional love, you're going to want that for them. And how you go about doing that adoption, uh, artificial insemination, moving on to a different relationship if you have to, you can make those decisions when you get there. But I just see people getting paralyzed mm-hmm. and handicapping their current present moment because they're paralyzed for the fear of the unknown. The fear drives the kid decision. The fear drives if they're going to be happy. The fear drives what if the person dies before me? Like the fear is in these relationships. And I don't think this is just unique to age gaps. Like fear makes us all scared. Fear of who the person is or what type of job they have or what their family looks like. Like you can choose to be fearful and you can always take that position in any conversation or any relationship that you're in. 
But especially with age gap relationships, the questions that I get, the emails that I get are always around this big fear-filled story as to what if this happened. I want to make sure we differentiate being fearful versus being prudent or what being... What do you mean by that? Well, um, it's, you know, there's the emotional aspect of this conversation. There's the logical aspect of this conversation. Mm -hmm. And the emotional aspect is what if, what if, what if, what if, what if. And I have found in business and personal life, developing uh, high-performance people, that, that anybody that lives in the what if realm uh, or dimension usually struggles and has a lot of fear and insecurity mm -hmm. because they're so busy thinking about all the reasons that can go wrong, they can't actually focus on how to make things right right now. And then, you know, the future is a total sum of every granular moment that starts right now. So if I'm committed and dedicated and focused and specific and intentional right now, and I have all that purpose, I won't be fearful because I am driving to something. Well, I think there's the element of trust. Like you have to, it's not just that. Like you have to trust yourself. I am who I am right now and I am who I'm going to be. I'm the same person that I'm going to be when I'm 35 and if I do make a dis different decision. Like trusting yourself that you are going to figure it out and that you don't have to be scared. Yeah, and I think I think, I think, think what I was defining as prudent. Oh, so, yeah, sorry. <laughs> so Did you just roll your eyes at me? No, I was, was just letting a, you do your was thing. Was that an eye roll uh, sigh? So, Can so, I say it one more time? Can I just like get you irritated like that one more time? No, I was just listening one to you. One more time. Just let me see it. <laughs> I was just listening to you. I, I think uh, you asked me to, uh, what All right, the difference yes, between prudent and Please finish defining fear. prudent. You're okay. like a little talky right now. Yeah, well, I like the microphone like, more I know, than you do. Like shorten it up a little bit. So, so having intentional conversations around if I choose – or we choose to do this, what are our choices and options? And being okay with those choices and options so that you can move forward and enjoy the now and be committed to the relationship, understanding there is a plan should you change your mind. That's being prudent. Being fearful is spending all your time talking about what if, what if, what if, and having it actually deteriorate your present because you're so afraid of what the future can look like. And people that live in fear have high insecurity, and that's not good for any relationship, let alone a fresh new relationship that's that's thinking of, there's enough issues with age gap relationships, with health, and with all those things that living in fear is, is not a good way to start that relationship. Absolutely. And I find people are more motivated by fear than they are inspired by opportunity. And so if they're living in a fear reality, and a lot of the people around them are going to be putting fear-based opinions on them. Oh, absolutely. And and society doesn't help, right? That what people tell you and the, the ways that you are going to feel, the ways people are going to react to you, the, the, the types of conversations that your friends and your family are going to have will reinforce that fear. But part of it is just saying, Look, I'm sure that there, I, I don't, I, you and I have never talked about this before, but I don't fundamentally believe that there is just one person that I would be compatible with on the face of this planet. I don't think that I'm the only person on this planet that you could ever be compatible with. I think that there are other amazing kick-ass women out there that if you guys met at the right place at the right time, you could be their soulmate. You could, I guess that's maybe not the definition of a soulmate, but you could like be with them. So it's, it's recognizing that in this in this moment, in this present time, we found each other, we've loved each other, we adore each other, 
and I'm willing to forego, as are you, any other opportunity because this is like the greatest thing that I've ever found. That's because, you know, I'm twice your age, so there's another soulmate out there for you when you're done ha, with me. Ha, 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 ha. Is that what you just said? Kind of, but wouldn't you feel the same? Uh, okay, so I'll just be completely blunt here. Um, I think you and I are strong enough as human beings and as individuals, and we're confident enough that if we weren't together, you would definitely find somebody. I have enough confidence in you that you would attract into your life somebody who's a remarkable person. And I feel the same about you. So like I, don't, I, 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 and because I feel confident in that, like I work hard to make sure that this relationship works as do you because we love each other but it's not the whole point is it's not fear-based of like we have to hold on to each other because it's just the one relationship that could possibly work for the two of us and that also translates over to the kid conversation and it's interesting I, you're kind of taking this this podcast in a different direction than i was thinking because i was thinking of like the the female side of having kids and i still want to touch on that a little bit more but what i think is fascinating is as a guy i'm sure it's incredibly it's incredibly scary to think that you have found this woman who is younger than you and you want to be able to love her and provide for her and be the person of her dreams for as long as you possibly can. But what if she changes her mind and does want to have kids and you can't have kids or you're not in a place of wanting to have kids? Like, how do you how do you deal with the fear and the anxiousness that comes from knowing that she could change her mind and loving her enough how do you love that person enough i think i think i think it's incumbent upon each individual person to make a decision that if you truly love somebody um and you respect them uh and you adore them then you have to give them the freedom and flexibility to be who they need to be and i think um i'm i choose not to live in the fear that at some point you'll be hey i i want to have kids and i you know, I don't really like being with someone who's older than me and, you know, I'm pushing you around in a wheelchair. Or I have to help you out. <laughs> I, I choose not to even think that way because, um, look, what percent of marriages today last? I think it's less than 50%. Less than 50%. And, and how much misery and angst people put each other through um, over all sorts of of things or it's just their average relationships and they're not pulling each other forward and inspiring I would rather, I would rather have 10 years always of a all in um absolutely adore and love and spend time together and then if something happened where you said to me hey you know for some reason I had this huge change of heart I I think it's incumbent on me to provide the kind of life for you that would inspire you to stay with me, right? Mm -hmm. And so if we get to a place where one day you're like, I've changed my mind, I want to have kids, I think the confidence that you and I have is we've already had that discussion. And what I've said to you is if we get to that place, let's sit down and look at our options and choices. And of course, at that point in time, we'll make a firm decision what works for both of us. But Having that conversation now when you're undecided or undetermined. Or, no, 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 I'm or not if, undecided. I have decided that I do not want kids. Okay, but, but my point is, undecided. is you, you. No, no, but I think like for me, that's it's a very, it's a very clear distinction there. 
it's it's not like I'm waffling. I am un, I'm decided that I do not want to have kids. That okay, is a and, and I believe and trust you in that. But the point is, if I change my mind, the point is, if you change your mind, we've had discussions about what that would look like, and we put a pin in it, and then we're moving forward. What we're not doing is allowing that or the influence of all the people around us telling us what we should or shouldn't be doing dictate our lives, and that's a certain that requires a certain amount of strength and determination. And I think people that are listening to this podcast are trying to find inspiration so that they can have that strength, they can have that determination, and they can navigate these tough conversations with all the influences around them. Because a lot of times people have talked to us and they said, we've made our mind up, but we're getting bombarded by the influences of the people around us telling us how we should think and what we should be doing. Mm. And, and, and those th are the only times that we actually fight is when we're feeling the pressure of outside influences. Like you and I don't have any issues when it comes to how we want to live our lives, how we want to spend time with our family, what type of friends we want to be spending time our with, issues, our business yeah. opportunities. Our issues are much, much bigger than those issues. Our issues are you trying to take more closet space from me, <laughs> you trying to push me to the side of the bed further so you have more room. Me trying to put the temperature at 78 degrees. Messing with the HVAC <laughs> system and, and making it hot in the that house. That was actually a big fight for us on Christmas Eve. I don't know if you remember that at the Christmas Eve dinner table. like You and I we have real were problems. yelling at each other about the magic HVAC system in our home. We, but we that, have real serious problems. No, um, but we like, we like don't trivialize. Our I'm not, problems. I'm just saying though, I'm just saying, you know, it, 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 it I'm being facetious, but <laughs> I think the things we worry about um, are different than what the people that are, that are listening to you and talking to us about, because we get asked everywhere we go because we run into people that are dealing with this every day. And one thing that I, we just recently heard from a course we went to that I like it's stuck and imprinted in my brain is when you're listening to anybody, when you have any sort of information coming into you, the first question you need to ask yourself is where is that person in their cycle? So when people are listening to us, where are we in our cycle? We have an established relationship. We're engaged. We are committed to each other. We've gone through kind of the initial angst and frustration and integration and just challenges that come with age gaps. Now we're just, we're like at this launching point of what we want to do with the rest of our lives and how we want to have an amazing marriage with fantastic people around us and a thriving, successful career in business. But that's where we're at, taking advice from us today. Like, just be mindful of where we're at today and the advice that we're giving in this time. We're not giving the same advice that we would have probably given a couple of years ago. Like, it's just, it's changed. And we're not giving the same advice that somebody who's 80 years old with a 50-year-old spouse would give you mm -hmm. based on 50 years of, of going through that. Um but I think we're an example of being able to come out the other side of the age gap well, conversation. Yeah, so I, with the kids piece, we're not in the cycle of – I think the conversation would be different if you and I sat in years from now, a few years from now, and said, look, we decided to not have kids any longer. This is how we went through this process because then that would be a different – like reference point that that would be a yeah different so everything's built, everything is based on reference points right your own personal experiences and I think that I think that the reason you started this podcast let's go back to fundamentally why we're even sitting here having yes, this conversation let's talk about this you were looking for resources at different points of time yes for support for you to make decisions 
that you felt you could align with. And yes, and I still, even today, the women that I look up to still look different than me. Most of them, most of the marriages that I look up to, they have kids together and and they've made other career choices, which are fabulous. And if I decided to have kids, I'm certain that I would choose the same path. But what I don't have is an example of somebody who does have an age gap relationship and has stepkids but that doesn't want kids and wants a thriving, successful career. Like that person as a model does not exist. And so- Well, you've found, so from a from a macro level, but we found people that we've built relationships with that look very similar to as you described. Yes, yes. very much so. so you but saw- there's, nobody, there's nobody writing books about it. There's nobody putting videos out about it. There's no one creating content about it. Those people that I've found, I like cherish them as friends and as mentors and as people that like I look to constantly for guidance and advice. But they're they're, they're at a different phase in their life. Yeah, they're you're, not wanting you're to put out content But I want to be clear, there it. are people out there that can become that to you. Absolutely. And have become that to oh, you. Certainly. You're talking about- They're like my rocks. You're talking about- public figures that mm-hmm. you've been able to read their books or watch what they have to say or follow some kind of pattern they've created. If I didn't have access example. to them from a friend group standpoint, I wouldn't have any other examples of them. I wouldn't be able to say, oh, I'm going to download this book. Oh, I'm going to listen to this podcast. Oh, I'm, I'm struggling with this specific stepmom situation. I don't know what the boundary should be. I'd love to be able to hear some guidance from somebody who's in my shoes. And that's the type of content that I want to be able to create for people because we are navigating it. And I used to kind of feel like I needed to apologize for it. I don't feel like I need to apologize for it now. Like we've navigated this incredibly well. Our family has never been in a better place than it is right now. Our friends have never been in a better place than they are right now. Like we we are in such a good space and we've done that very intentionally. And I, I don't want to make it seem like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Like I actually- Well, I, I think we, that's the whole point, right? You, you created, you, you could not find a resource, any right. resource. So you made the choice to create a resource and although we're sitting here right now saying life is amazing, life is great, in reflection, we had several years where there was a lot of pain, a, a lot of tears, a lot of fear, a lot of um, indecision. Oh gosh, and we yes. have had to work through those things, going to counseling together, uh, spending time together. So. Do you remember when we went to counseling? It's crazy I do. that we did that. I do. Yeah. I remember. I think I had electrodes hooked to my body to a <laughs> car battery, and they were jolting me to to get me For back. For the people to... listening to this on the podcast, I just want to note that Brandon is teary, and I'm. I think that we should start this thing to see if he actually does cry. On I'm every not going to cry, but I will say you really have a lot of respect for something when you've gone through it, and mm-hmm. and you've 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 not only survived it, but you've thrived through it, right? Mm-hmm. Which seems to be my favorite term survive survive and thrive thrive. but but the fact is will is is over here like yes stop uh, saying survive and all my business all my business uh, out of every piece of content you're creating but that's your thing right now survive and thrive. it is and and i think for us we we went through this this long cycle where we didn't know who would love us who would still want to be friends with us who would you know want to become future friends of ours um where we were going to land a little bit us against the world it felt that way. The truth is that we had more support than we allowed ourselves to understand that yeah, we had. Isn't that funny? And and I think that's the one thing. If if someone's listening to this and they're in that fear, call, I call it the fear zone, kind of where everything's just so heavy and it's it's feels hard. 
right? Feels really hard. Um, just take a moment for yourself and trust that if it's meant to be, you will make it be. And the people around you will see your commitment to that. And they'll appreciate, respect, and love you that much more. But it's a long game. It's it not a, a short game. game. I, if anything, my biggest piece of advice on this and the greatest gift that I think you've ever taught me is how to visualize what a life can look like that's outside of the present circumstances. I remember you would always say, but just imagine in a year from now or 10 years from now how this could look and all of those things that you would always encourage me to imagine have happened, every single one of them, which makes me a little emotional. But yeah. it's- a Well, people get stuck. You know, it's yeah. true for business. It's true for individuals. I've spent most of my career working with high-performance individuals and entrepreneurs and business owners who are striving to get to the next level. And, and you know, your present level of awareness um, based on all your historical reference points and based on the five most like people you surround yourself with that you allow to impact and influence you if you are in a different place in life and you want to transform to somewhere else, you have to you have to acknowledge that's where you're at and the people surrounding you aren't the same ones that are going to be there in five years or 10 years. Mm -hmm. And then you have to choose what you want that life to look like. And then you have to find resources that will inspire you and you have to have the internal motivation to be strong enough to do it. And you have to move to and where you want to be. And if you don't, if you can't identify what that looks like, and, and I think this goes to why we got to a place where we sat down and said, if you choose to have kids, what would the choices be that would allow you to do what you choose to do? And then how would that impact me? And we landed on, well, you could always get another relationship. That's one choice. We could adopt. That's another choice. We could have a surrogate. That's another choice. Um, it, so we go through and say, okay, those are choices. So we know that we have choices. So we're no longer trapped. Mm. And then we could write those choices down and we could file them away and move on to what we're dealing with right now and where we want to go. It's actually crazy. I was just last week listening to a podcast by my favorite friend, Tony. Sorry. Oh, what part? I sniffled. <laughs> I Sorry. We'll start that over for the podcast listeners, yeah. but for the people watching, like you Sorry. just get to watch Brandon deal, sniffling. <laughs> oh, and my hair's all messed up too. Um, all right. Anyway, let's just take this second. Okay. Uh, I was watching this podcast, watching this podcast, dear Lord. Whew. I was listening to a podcast last week from the amazing Tony Robbins. And the premise of this podcast, uh, he did this series a few months ago where it's called his breakthrough series. And he puts on the podcast little snippets of conversations that he has during his live events where he's talking specifically to a person, um, in this case it was a female, about whatever situation they're going through. And this woman stands up, I'm sure there's thousands of people around her, and she starts bawling saying that her husband of nine years just told her that he does not wanna have kids with her. And at first, like this weight of putting yourself in this person's shoes and thinking about what that would feel like, it's like, oh, you feel so bad. Like, oh, that must be horrible. 
And then Tony just systematically works his way through to say, first of all, you knew before now, before he told you that he didn't want to have kids. Like, this is not some surprise. It's not like surprise. She decided to take this victim mentality with the the relationship and with well, the Well, she situation. was in denial. She, she, so, so fundamentally, though. But she wanted to trash him. She She's thought like, oh, she he could, just yeah, of course, told me. Because she's not getting what she wants now. And the fact is she was manipulating the situation back then saying, okay, okay, okay. And then figured she could strong arm him to get what she wanted out of the relationship. And it wasn't working. And Tony and Sage both kind of got her to a place of realizing, A, you have more than one option. It's not you leave him and you go have kids or you stay with him and you don't have any kids. There are options. When you only have two options and you can you limit your thinking to just having two choices, it's a dilemma and that's, that's a no win. You need to find three or four options of ways that you can possibly deal with the situation and once you have those three or four ways, like you can, you could probably come up with a fifth way or a sixth way. And they're not all even, but at least you have choices. And so not pigeoning yourself in this conversation about kids to it's either having kids or not being with him. Yeah. I, well, and you know, the psychology of this is exactly the same in business as it is in, in, in these type of conversations. But you know, what happens when you get tunnel vision, um, it usually comes because you're driven by something that you want and that want is a higher priority than uh anything else and and everything becomes focused on that and then you can't find solutions to work through that and and business owners are the same way or high performance you know they get in a groove of they keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over and they actually groove that that's that's their method that's that's intuitive to them and then they can't see anything outside of that and changing that mindset and actually showing somebody who thinks they're overworked, underappreciated, and they're at complete and entire capacity. And what did we learn at GrowthCon? That when you think you're completely at capacity, you're, you're really only 40% of Yeah, when capacity. you think you're finished, you're only at 40%. And I, and I think I think that's, that's, that's what we see with business owners, but we also, you and I see it, and people are coming to us and asking your guidance and advice, saying, how do you break through this tunnel vision? And, and I think what Tony was well, saying- Well, they don't even recognize that they have the tunnel vision. So that's not as clear of the question. They actually just make statements that are- Victim statements. Victim statements yeah. instead of recognizing the choices and the options and the, the freedom that they really do have. Yeah. Um, and I think, I, 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 I think that that was a great example. I think in our particular case- Oh, can I finish with my yeah, example of how- it. So not only did they show her that she does have options, but Sage really dug into her with the fact that- she is choosing to say the last nine years of my life have been wasted because my husband just, just decided to change his mind about having kids. Like, my life has been wasted. Why would he do this to me? And Sage asked her, why can't you look at him and say thank you for the last nine years for everything that we've been through this isn't going to work out and I love you so much. This is the most painful decision I've ever had to make, but I want to maintain the integrity of the relationship and I adore you for everything we've been able to create together. I just need to move on and find somebody that I can have kids with because that's my ultimate goal. And this woman was a bit dumbfounded that she could even 
flip that script, but there's so much power and so much beauty in being able to take a situation that you're not happy with and just remembering that you have options and remembering to be graceful. If you do happen to change your mind or if the other person happens to change their mind, okay, that's great. I still love you for everything that you've done for me. I still love everything that we've done together. And I'm thankful for that period of my life. This next period is going to even be better. And I'm excited to be able to pursue my goals in the ways that I want to be able to pursue them. And we can maintain the the integrity of the relationship. Yeah. I mean, same thing. You know, I see this all the time. Well, this is what you were just saying. Yeah, I see it all the time with business partners. Right. They get into business together, they start working together and they grow apart their goals and objectives. No, no, but I want to be like, I want to say focus around talking about the kids piece of it. Like, no, I understand. I'm just saying that this is kind of human nature, right? You get, right. you start somewhere and you get in the middle of it and then somehow you either take, take the position you're going to keep moving towards your dreams and your goals and your ambitions and your desires, or you're going to become victimized by the circumstances. And in that particular case, I can't remember the outcome, but, but I can imagine there was this thought of, well, I can't leave him. I love him and I want to be with him. So the, the dude's trapped. She's trapped because you can't have it both ways. You either have to have the strength to go after your dreams and goals and ambitions and desires, or you have, you have to be willing to navigate where you're at and be happy with it. But people that, that, spend their time being unhappy, create everything in their life becomes unhappy. And who wants to be around anybody who's unhappy? I don't. I don't I, either. And we've worked hard. I mean, we we, we had, oh gosh, just so hard. people are listening to this, because I want to make sure if this is the first you're hearing it, you're not like, oh, well, this couple's been together and they have everything figured out and they're just so amazing. <laughs> we have had, we have had week long depression bouts where I we did. I went through. It was months for me. Do you remember two years ago? I do. And how I, rough you that remember was? how hard it was for me? I mean, oh, I, look, I'm. It was I'm like a, at the same time. It was. Uh, it was horrendous. I, I have. I. I am a strong guy who's always pushed myself to the next evolution of growth. Never been fearful. Never been insecure. Always felt like I'll figure it out. Always had that confidence. But I found a place where I was truly lost relative to my whole life, right? And and it's an odd thing because I just sold the business. It was worth so much money and all these other dreams no, came to fruition. you hadn't sold the business yet. Well, even after I sold the business. I mean, yeah, the, you know, I sold true. the business. I was li- That was kind of the start of like it. Like the hard part was before you sold the business. Exactly. Um, for me. Yeah. And... And, but for us, for, for our life, uh, it, you know, really when you would think everything should be perfect, it, 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 it I we got, we just have, like we talked about the last episode, we were in a rut. Like we, we had these rut, rut like moments, these rudder moments. I don't know how you say that. And but. I think that's <laughs> your inspiration for taking the time, energy and effort and expense. Cause these things, doing things like this are expensive. And I think your commitment is if you can bring strength to somebody in this same situation, you can bring hope that it can be worked through and you can even bring um, inspiration to the fact that it could be remarkable. Mm-hmm. But you have to you have to get take you have to accept where you're at right now, but you have to find ways to work through outside influences. You know, my comment on that would be shut it off. You know, nobody knows your life. Nobody else is living in your shoes. People can judge you all they want. The, what I have found is the more people are judging you, it's because they need to be judged themselves. You know. Yeah, but when you're in it, it's hard to. I, look I at don't it disagree. That way. But you're right. Cutting the people out—that is one of the hardest things you and I have had to actually do, and it's the best thing that we ever did. But if if we wouldn't have made that decision mentally, we would be 
basket cases. Like we you would, have we, to be strong. You know, everyone's going to test. Here's the thing. Your employees, if it's business, or your friends, if it's personal life. Family. Family. Everyone's going to test you mm-hmm. when anyone sees you doing something that's out of alignment of what they're comfortable with or what they'd be willing to do, even if they wish they had the guts to do what you're doing, they're going to test you because fear is a bigger motivator than opportunity. And and having that internal strength and fortitude to drive towards your passion, your goals, and not have somebody else dictate how you're going to live your life, that transformation when you get to the other side makes everyone stronger that 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 was in that because people will see you're going to survive you're you're not dying you're you know what would you rather do be be dead or pursue pursue your passion unabated and what we have found is because we consciously made that choice which means we had to be okay with everyone else saying we're done with you right well, I think we should do another whole episode on what that what that really looks like and how you do that uh what you replace those people and those ideas and those concepts with. Uh, yeah, because I think we, we need to... you have such a phenomenal, we have such dear friends yeah. that are so supportive and so loving. And this that we is, didn't have. This has given us the gift of finding people we would have otherwise not found. And that's, mm-hmm. I think, I'd like to leave this show with, if you want to have kids, if you don't want to have kids, if you don't know what you want life to look like, if you do know what life, like, just give yourself some options, put a pin in it, and then decide to move forward and create your life. And at some future point in time, if you got to deal with this, you already know what your options were. And my guess is by the time you evolve, you'll meet new people. You'll have new influences who have de- who have weathered or dealt with this. You'll have more options right. because you'll have a higher well- level of awareness and your sphere of influence will change. So how I want to wrap up the show. Are you done with your done with how you're your wrapping show. up I'm my show? I'm wrapping your show. Okay. Uh, how I want to wrap up the show, wrap up the show is to just recap my three takeaways from what we just talked about. The first thing is stop being fearful. The ability, the choice, the necessity behind not choosing fear is going to be the greatest catalyst for anybody deciding whether or not they want to have kids. Like, don't be afraid. And in order to not be afraid, the other second piece that I wrote down is you have to trust yourself. Like, just think about who you are. I am Natalie Workman. You are Brandon Dawson at 35, I'm going to trust myself because I've always been able to take care of myself. I've, I've got myself this far. I, I haven't come this far just to get this far. And I trust myself implicitly, as do you. But you have to have that internal confidence and you have to push yourself forward to say, even if the world collapses, like, I'm going to be okay. I have full trust in my abilities and I'm not scared. And then the third thing is, okay, you're not fearful. You trust yourself. You do have choices. There is not one cookie cutter way that you need to have kids, you need to have a marriage, you need to not be married, have friends at your wedding, when you're supposed to have your wedding, if you're supposed to be engaged, if you're supposed to have kids or adopt kids, whatever that looks like. You have choices and there there are so many options and stop listening to other people's choices and using their models as what you should model. Take the pieces from things that you like and that work for you and then make your own decisions. Find new role models. Hmm. change the framing that you've created in your own mind. Stop allowing other people to frame your thinking and, 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 and don't allow their judgment to impact your decisions. And this is your life. You're going to get one shot at it. One shot. I'm one doing shot. my shot with you. 
for now. One shot. Nice job. <laughs> nice job. All right. We will see you guys next time on the Age Gap Realness podcast. I'm thinking we should talk about how to find friends. What do you think about that? That'd be a great conversation. Awesome. Until Maybe next you can time. even get some of your friends to join you on some podcasts. Oh, that would be fun. Until next time, guys. See you later. Bye.